and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we're back again. Yeah, I'm fine. Two cool. weeks in a row that we've been on time, or two podcasts in a row. I know, and uh, <laughs> I see this happening oh, no. until probably, like, the podcast after next is scheduled for the 31st, and I might not be around for that, but <laughs> but <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. How, how, was, uh, how was holidays, Kyla? Sorry, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Uh, we had like a friendsgiving type thing where we had a bunch of people come over, um, and we had uh, we had good times. Nice. Um, I I cooked a lot of food yep. that uh, that I don't know. Mostly turned out good. Uh, one of my friends made a like the fanciest turkey. It was a turkey that involved like um, injecting cranberry sauce into the what? meat. With a syringe, <laughs> it looked super crazy because. Um, so we made this mixture. It wasn't just cranberry juice. It was like cranberry juice and like uh, like liquid smoke that Ooh. like smoke taste stuff and some other things. <clears throat> and he would inject it into the meat, but it would form like little like bubble pockets within the meat and some of it like under the skin. Mm-hmm. So if you like then took the needle out and like held the bird steady to try and inject somewhere else when you push down on the bird like it would spurt up this dark red liquid through the holes that you'd injected and it just looked so like macabre it was crazy that is a brutal turkey dang uh, yeah, yeah. I, I. It sounds like something Kelso would do. I, you know, I, I. So this this year, I was in charge of the turkey because, um. My my parents are pescatarians, so they did crab cakes for themselves and for my oldest stepbrother, who also is a pescatarian. Um, but everybody else, there were like, let's see, 12, sorry, 10 adults and like four small children. Uh, and everyone else ate meat, so I was in charge of the turkey, which not only was this the first whole turkey I've ever done. I've done, like, like bone-in breasts in the past when it was just, like, you know, me and significant other and a couple other people. Um, but it was, like, an 18-pound bird. So <laughs> that was scary to have the risk of giving everyone salmonella, but it turned out all right. I mean, I've, I do I do whole chickens, like, all the time, so it's not a big leap it's, from that. It's always a good, um... It's always a good, uh you know, family gathering when you don't poison everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Or, like, when nothing catastrophic happens. I remember once at Easter, uh, one of my relatives, it was, like, my my great-uncle's son, so I don't know what that like, a second cousin, maybe? I don't know. Uh, had a heart attack on Easter? Jesus. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was uh, a thing. That's probably the most memorable family event I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, nothing bad happened. I didn't I didn't give anyone salmonella. It turned out good. I didn't do any cool injecting. I just did like a, a wet rub with like a bunch of herbs and uh, like balsamic and Worcestershire and white wine and stuff. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. What did you do? Uh, 
Even though it wasn't a holiday, did you do anything fun, Carl? I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> well, this weekend I went to my parents, so uh, that was kind of fun. Nice. Also, went a bit visited Dreamhack because I live close. Oh yeah. See anything? Anything worth uh, reporting on? Um, not really. Yeah. That's fun. That's fair. Yeah. Seems fun. Oh. It's one of those sort of tired, like sleepy. All right, it's December now. Now yeah. we have to start thinking about all the serious holiday uh, bullshit. So, goddamn holidays! You know, I'm just <laughs> ready for like the year to be over, basically. Uh, and then there's no holidays for a while, which is great. Mm-hmm. Why did they have to put all the holidays at the end of the year? Because everybody had a solstice holiday. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. And you gotta, like, if you're if you're co-opting other people's holidays, um, you gotta do it by, you know, putting it at the same time. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they'll they'll keep celebrating their holidays at their time. Yep. See, that's and then what are you gonna do? That's a good way of of getting people to stop celebrating their holidays and start celebrating your holidays is putting them at the same time because who wants to celebrate two holidays in like a week. I don't. That's too much effort. Like nobody's gonna do that. Way too much effort. The cat is here. The cat agrees. I was gonna say Fliffo seems vocal. Yeah. He knows he knows what time it is. Hey buddy. It's Fliffo time. It's Fliffo time. Fliffo time. I've been playing a lot of games over the past uh, two weeks. I somehow like, now that I'm not like traveling for training, I am taking like all my spare time. I have to play as many games as possible. Yep. Uh, so I played our podcast game. Um, played a, like I've started playing some mini Metro. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, the uh, the, the Stardew Valley again. Nice. nice. Uh, I discovered a new card game. Maybe we'll, we should play this for the podcast at some point. Um, but I discovered a sort of Hearthstone-ish game uh, called uh, Feria. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like the like the hair product line? Uh, not quite. Like okay. like the word fairy, but with Ia at the oh, top. Oh, okay, okay. Um... And it uh, it's pretty interesting. It's mostly got um, it's it's uh, like a Hearthstone type game, except that it's got uh, oh god, what's the word? Like strategy elements, um, like a strategy uh, tactics type game. Hmm. Um, so instead of just like playing cards for like I have this many monsters at the moment. It's more like um, you you place down land on a hex grid, and then when you play your monsters, you pick where on the hex grid you can place your monsters based on the lands you've played play down. Huh. Uh, and so it's it's like, and it's funny because I'm not a huge fan of like trading card games or tactical strategy games, but I like this game. <laughs> nice. That's so. Yeah, because I'm I'm not either, but I mean. If uh, yeah, that makes me interested because you know you saying that you don't really care for either of those genres, but this one's good. 
So, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how they do that. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a, it's a thing. And uh, maybe we should, like, play it at some point. I don't know. Not for the next game. Next couple games. We've already picked our next couple games. Yes, we have. So, for, for people who want to go Trifaria on their own, feel free. We may get to it eventually, but it's not going to be at least until next year. <laughs> so. Until next year, yep. Oh gosh, it's like it's it's that time of year again where where we can start talking about next year too, and all of the yeah. jokes, all of the December thirty first, we'll see you next year jokes. Yeah. For uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you it, you sound like you don't appreciate those jokes. I don't know. You should be allowed <laughs> to slap someone that makes those <laughs> kind of jokes. It's like oh man, that could be cute, but it's also really dumb. It's mm. like dumb by overuse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, oh, well. yoke needs some sort of originality to it. I feel. Yeah, it... some sort of unexpectedness. Yeah, it's it's like the assertion that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which is which is not you know a zany or surprising assertion to make at all anymore because it's true and everybody's already made the observation. Yep. So we can stop making the observation now. I mentioned that I saw that movie for the first time recently, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know if you... Well, I mean, if you did it on Twitter, I might not have seen it. <laughs> I thought I mentioned it on the podcast. Maybe I didn't. I recently saw that movie for the first time. Nice. It's it's a fairly solid action movie. Like, I have no complaints. It's not, like, my new favorite movie or anything, but... Yeah, no, it's 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 fun, I guess. Is is Like, in the way that, like, action movies tend to be fun. They're not amazing, but it's like, yeah, I don't regret watching that. You should yeah. put that on the cover. It's fun, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yep. yep. A ringing, exactly. ringing endorsement from someone on the internet that you've never heard of. I yep. mean, unless you're listening to this podcast. So you've heard of me if you're listening to this podcast, but nobody else has. That's the point. Uh, unless they're listening to this podcast for the first time and they're yeah. like, who is this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> And and you are correct. I am that bitch. <laughs> you did it, <laughs> listener. Hypothetical listener. Congratulations. Oh, I don't have a segue. Should we talk about our game? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Speaking of potentially disastrous holiday occurrences. Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, so we played Oxygen Not Included by. Clay Games, and it's on their website. It says Clay rhymes with play. I saw so that. So they do actually tell you how to pronounce it on the website. Yeah, I saw that uh, when I was when I was putting together links for the last episode, and I was like, oh, they just have it right there. That's yeah. helpful. That's convenient of them. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is by the same people who brought you Don't Starve. Um, it's kind of a similar thing. It's a it's a survival game whose premise is explained in the title. Um, so you start with a little colony of space folks uh, called duplicants, uh, which are probably not human. The, the implication is that they are, like, artificially generated by this machine that you have, uh, presumably to make you feel less bad about them dying. Um, and you are on a meteor and you're, or some kind of asteroid, and your job is to, like, dig out a colony and build things so that you're your little dudes can survive, uh, including, like, they require oxygen generation because 
They are in space, and there is not automatically air for them to breathe. So it I very mean, kindly sort of is. Well, it starts at the beginning. Starts you off with some, yeah, with a little bit of oxygen, and it is like, included. <laughs> it's just uh, not an unlimited supply of oxygen. Some oxygen included, not all oxygen included. Um, so you, uh, yeah, there's like usually. Uh, it's procedurally generated, so nothing is, you know, set in stone with your starting position. But in general, um, you usually get uh, some, I think it's called oxalite, which is a, a mineral that just consumes itself over time and produces oxygen. So you don't have to worry about creating oxygen immediately. You can, like, get yourself slightly established before you have to do, like, crazy oxygen generation stuff. Which is uh, very, very kind of them to do. <laughs> yeah, eventually you do have to worry about providing oxygen. There's like, uh, there's basic needs, um, as you might expect in a game like this. Um, oxygen is one of them. Food is one of them. The others are slightly less obvious. There's a uh, decor because your uh, your duplicates will get super stressed out if the base is too ugly. So you have to like provide. Um, decent decoration for your yeah. <laughs> for your base. Um, there's also uh, like medicine and health because when duplicates like use the bathroom, they get germy and then they spread their germs around and if they get sick then uh, then bad things happen. If the decor is too low they get stressed and bad things also happen uh, if they get stressed out. Um, what happens when they get stressed out is based on your duplicates because every duplicate has like a different stress condition that based on uh, based on you know who they are different things will happen to them when their stress reaches max so for instance uh, stress vomiting they just spew uh, polluted water all over your base um, I would never accept a single duplicate that had stress vomiting Really? My that, base. that was your... <laughs> See, I, I actually... Uh, stress vomiting is one of my favorite um, stress uh, reactions because it produces water, um, even though it's polluted, and I am always, always running on water shortage. Uh, but, uh, so there's stress crying, there, or there's stress vomiting, there's ugly crying, which just produces unpolluted water. Um, there's destructive, where they just go around your base and break stuff. Um, There's binge eating. Binge eating, yeah, where they just use up your food supply. Um, that's what that's else? the one that I would always stay away from. Yeah, that's eating. that's dangerous too. That yeah. and destructive tend to be my two. Although destructive, like other other duplicates, can repair the things that are destroyed. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, but you sort of get into like a feedback loop. Yeah. Of okay. like destroy, destroying, repairing, destroying, repairing. Yeah. So that's that's not great. Um, are there any other stress ones that I'm forgetting about? I don't think so. Yeah, those are. I think. I mean, those are the only ones that I remember. So, um, duplicates also have uh, just like traits. They usually start with one good trait and one bad trait. Although sometimes they'll have double good or double bad. Yeah. And that's things like you know they use less oxygen or they use more oxygen than average or uh, this one is narcoleptic and sometimes just falls asleep randomly or you know a variety of things like that this one can like move quickly underwater 
for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh. Or what was the one? Uh, loud, loud sleeper where they snore and and keep yeah, all your other duplicates awake. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can play a game while we're discussing it. And I started. I didn't notice that one of my starting ones had loud sleeper, and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it! Yeah. yeah I, uh, if you're a loud sleeper, you can. You're not getting to my base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, yeah if, people, wanna... if you're a loud sleeper and someone sleeps within two tiles of you, they can't sleep because of how loud you're snoring. Yeah, don't want to have to that deal hard with to, quarantining like, deal with. them. Yeah. You just kind of yeah. put them away. <laughs> I was going to say, you can just, like, yeah, put them at a distance from... Uh, from the the rest from like the ne- next cut over, but it just you know that's like four tiles that you can't use for floor space. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that the ones that I always avoid are uh, loud sleeper, mouth breather, which which mouth breather just uses double oxygen. That's awful. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, uh, the like bottomless stomach. I think was another yeah. one where they just eat more than other duplicants. Yeah, any anything that's a resource drain is, like, ones that I tend to avoid. Yeah, my favorite one is narcoleptic. Narcoleptic's great. They just fall asleep sometimes. Yeah. And they get, like, they get de-stressed from having a nap. So. <laughs> and they starve, because they, they're on the way to eat food. <laughs> and then they fall asleep. Did that happen to you? Kinda. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, and then some of them just don't matter. Like, I don't know, yokel... They can't do research, or like pacifists, they can't do combat. So, yeah, some of them are way worse to have than others. Absolutely, um, and and just like some of the benefits are are worse than others. Um, I don't think if there's any benefits, I really look for uh, the what is it? Like twinkle toes, I think is what it is, where they move faster. That's one that I look for. Is that what uh, it's there's... called? I don't remember. Probably. That sounds right. Um, there's one where they... Oh, gosh. What is it? Um, well, there's a lot of the ones where it just, like, ups your stats. Yeah. Um, so it's like, this person starts with an extra, like, plus five in medicine, or, uh, you know, plus four in whatever, whatever. Uh, I was going to say, there's probably a wiki. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm looking up right now. Um, okay, duplicates. That's cheating. <laughs> look, I'm not I'm not the one who's trying to run a colony, so I can look things up. Uh let's yeah, see. No, I probably shouldn't try and run a colony. It's it is it does a, it is actually distracting. I was thinking like, I don't need to watch it too much, but at the beginning of a colony you kinda do. <laughs> Later when it's a little yeah. more self sufficient, it's easier to be on autopilot. So um, okay, so the, the traits or attributes are athletics, which is your move speed, cooking, which is how fast you cook, uh, digging, which is how fast you can dig out uh, like wall blocks, learning, which is research and skills, uh, strength, construction, creativity, which is good for your decor, uh, immunity. Uh, oh, immunity's good because you yeah. just they get sick less. I yeah. like immunity. Immunity, medicine, and tinkering, um, and then traits are. Let's see, twinkle toes. Buff, which gives you five strength. Mole hands, which gives you five digging. Uh, Grease monkey ups tinkering. Quick learner ups learning. Interior decorator gives you extra creativity. 
and decor expectation. Uh, caregiver <laughs> for medicine, early bird, which gives you plus two to all skills. Night in owl. the morning. Yeah, in the morning, sorry. Uh, night owl, which gives you plus three to all skills at night. Uh, un- uh, if only during red alerts. Because <laughs> they're oh. sleeping, presumably. Oh, right, uh, right, otherwise right. at night. Right, right, right. Um, uncultured. Actually, uncultured is a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, that's that the one I was about. thinking of. Uh, yeah, so uncultured just means that, like, they don't need fancy decor. They're yeah. fine just not having fancy decor. Uh, diver's lung reduces oxygen consumption. Naturally robust gives you like a less likelihood of of infection. Um, iron gut keeps you from getting sick from bad food. Amphibious lets you uh, gives you better speed in water, and germ resistant, which uh, increases your immune system. Yeah, you so. want to go through the negative ones as well. Yeah, I mean. The negative ones are... Might as well. Some of the names of them are pretty great. Yeah. Like Noodle Arms. Yeah. So there's Noodle Arms, which is negative strength. Anemic, which is negative athletics. Slow Learner, which gives you negative learning. Uh, Yokel keeps you from doing research. Pacifist keeps you from doing combat. Gastrophobia keeps you from being able to cook anything. Uh, Squeamish keeps you from doing, like, medicine first aid stuff. Uh, irritable bowel makes you take longer to use the bathroom. Small bladder makes you use the bathroom more frequently. God, imagine oh. imagine having irritable bowel and small bladder on the same duplicate. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would be small, awful. Small bladder was also one of my, like, no way, you're not getting in. Really? I also, like, all, all of these have flavor text, by the way, which I'm not reading, but the... the... The one for small bladder is this yeah. duplicate has a tiny pea-sized bladder. Adorable. <laughs> yep. Uh, biohazard ups the likelihood of getting an infection. Bottomless stomach increases your like calorie needs. Intake per day. That's one of the worst ones. I hate bottomless stomach. Yeah, and and mouth breather uh, increases yeah. oxygen. Like those are my probably my two least favorites. Uh, narcoleptic which they fall asleep randomly. Loud sleeper we talked about. And <laughs> I forgot about this one. Flatulence uh, <laughs> emits natural gas just constantly. That uh, what that where that came from. Oh, did you did you have a flatulent uh No, I was well, not realize I because I, I know yeah. that like I knew I assumed flatulence uh, created polluted oxygen, but it doesn't. It creates natural gas. Because uh, I would I, in my last colony, um, I, there was a like I had a reservoir towards the bottom of the colony, and sometimes like over time, natural gas would just pool down there. And I was like, "Where is this coming from? There's like no natural gas sources anywhere in the base." Mystery it's solved. The, it's farts. It's all farts. <coughs> yep. Yeah. So. Uh, as you as you go, you like dig out uh, areas of the meteor, and you like dig out different substances. You can collect um, coal and copper and sand and rock and all kinds of fancier minerals and um, algae and slime and you know there's a there's a lot of different things and the the sort of diversity increases as you go outward from your starting point, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you can research and build all kinds of technology. So. You can, like, pipe around liquids and gases, and you can research 
fancy things, and you can capture and move animals, and you can create clothing, um, and all kinds of stuff, if your duplicants can survive that long. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sometimes a big if. A big if, sometimes, definitely. Uh, yeah, so shall we, shall we talk strategy? Like, what, what, were, what did you do, and what did you find worked and didn't work? Because um, my, my experience with this game has been, like, pretty unanimously every colony has failed miserably. But every time I played, I felt like I learned something to do better at for next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my first thing that I almost always go to after, after I dig out a bunch of space and collect some resources is I always go for research first. Um, particularly uh, uh, coal generators so that I don't have to have the stupid hamster wheels all the time. <laughs> Um, I, I just discovered the value of coal generators last time. Like, yeah. in the last game, I'm like, oh, coal, this is useful. They don't have to spend all this time running in a hamster wheel to power the equipment. Yeah, that... that. Um, I mean, I did coal generation for my first first time, but, like, I ran out of coal so fast. There's, a, there's usually a lot of coal in the, like, purple areas, if you can dig out into those. Yeah, um... I don't know, I just got sick of always having a duplicate tied up on a wheel and not able to do stuff. I'm like, well, I better figure out a way to get around this. <laughs> um, and then and then I go for oxygen stuff after that. Like, usually I'll start with the algae, algae, whatever they, they were called, algae farms. Not algae farms, whatever. The things that you put algae the, into and they make... Yeah, the D-O... Not in the... De- something oxidizer something. Uh, algae deoxidizer. Yeah. And I would build a bunch of those around until I could get, like, a carbon skimmer or an electrolyzer. Did the carbon skimmer work out for you? Because it doesn't actually create oxygen, does it? It just, uh, like, removes carbon dioxide. Yeah, I... It works out great with natural natural plants. Yeah, and I was... That emits like, carbon dioxide. I felt like I had a lot of plants most of the time. Um, I, I always tried it, and it was like, this is kind of doing something, I think. Not as good as the electrolyzer, but eh. I always built one the, for the like. The problem with the electrolyzers, effects. so the electrolyzer is a is a oxygen generator that uses water and produces oxygen and hydrogen. Yeah. Um, the problem is like I never have enough water. Like water is one of my super precious resources in this game, and spending it all on oxygen is really tough. Maybe I just got lucky with with my biomes. I always I always felt like I had like a decent amount of reservoirs relatively close so that could yeah. be yeah well i think they always start you with three clear water things within yeah. fairly quick proximity um they can be different sizes though i think yeah uh but the um the, i did discover in one playthrough uh like a really cool thing to do with uh um the the electrolyzers is if you put a bunch of them in a room and then above them you have some air, some gas permeable tiles, and on those tiles you sit some uh, air pumps and a hydrogen generator. And then you just sieve out, you let all the gas that's produced by the, the things rise up to the top, and you sieve out the oxygen and pump that into your base, and sieve out the hydrogen and pump that into your hydrogen converter thing, and then it makes a lot of electricity. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hydrogen is really good, but it consumed so fast. 
Yeah, it's hard to make enough hydrogen to make that worthwhile. Um, the the actually last time I found a strategy that I think is I'm going to try and make my main oxygen strategy from now on, which uh, which is stink factory. Um, so if you put stinky stuff like polluted dirt and slime into uh, containers or you just leave them hanging out on the ground they produce polluted oxygen over time and then if you so if you have enough of it and then you put deodorizers over it which don't require power or water they just require a filtration medium like sand or clay which you can get anywhere yeah um, that will sieve it into regular oxygen and then you're fine and it provides a ton of oxygen. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm going to have to remember that. Stink farms, man. Stink farms. Oh. Hell yeah. Yeah, it sounds better than what I did last time. It sort of worked, but I like... I pumped every single gas into like a big chamber. And I filtered out every single gas and I pumped oxygen back in. <laughs> and the other ones I had like in big storage rooms. I can see that. Yeah, well, because you do want the other gases usually for various things. Yeah. Um, almost everything is useful for something. Like, this is a good recycling game. <laughs> you can uh, you can make a lot of uh, interesting... Why aren't but you... yes, is there any way to make oxygen without consuming a resource? Um, the stink farm will do that. But I mean, you, I guess it consumes, you consu- sand. Yeah. it consumes sand or clay, but that's pretty much, like, the most common resource you have, and you, like, you don't use it for, like, a lot of other things except filtration. Um, True, but, like, you never get to a state where you're... Yeah, I don't think there's any completely self-sustaining state in this game. So I mean, I could win. be wrong, but... Yeah, that's, that's like... You're just spawning more duplicates to their death. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's like, the, the most frustrating or stressful thing about this game is you can't do anything without everything else being affected. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's sort of a good model for, like, you know, human impact on an ecosystem yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. This is, like, the Miyazaki film of, of, uh, of uh, survival sim games. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> The uh, and there's so there's also things um, there's there's a lot of resources that you can't get to until you've been self-sustaining for a while and you can dig way way out. Like there are, um, I found out last time because I finally got a colony that lasted long enough for me to actually explore a little bit, um, and I found out that if you get like way out from the beginning area, there's like ice areas. Um, where you can, uh, you know, you can harvest ice and melt it for water. Uh, and there's also, like, superheated areas where there's crude oil. So I haven't, act- like, I haven't actually gotten to the point where I could harvest any crude oil, but crude oil is a thing that exists, and there's a little critter that produces it. Oh. So there are a number of little weird creatures that fly and move around in the, um, in, you know, various biomes in the game. And, uh, like, one of them is just, like, a little stink balloon guy, and he produces, like, little stinky poops. Um, but one of them is a little crude oil hopper thing that just, uh, it consumes carbon dioxide and produces crude oil. Which seems like a pretty sweet deal. 
Hmm. I okay. mean, I always got to the point where I like could harvest stuff, but I didn't have stuff to harvest. I don't know. As in, what, what do you mean? Like crude oil. Like, I had ways to like harvest it, but I didn't have any oil. Oh, to to like refine it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing is you got to get to the point of, uh, like that you dig at really far out from the starting point or else it's just, you're just, you got nothing. Uh, you got only your starting resources, which are pretty simple and there's not a lot you can do with them. Um, there's also, if you start to dig out, there are like secret, um, like old bases and stuff hidden in the meteor where you can like find old vending machines and ransack them for food huh. um, yeah. and, or like broken computers uh, like little sliding doors with like a little you know garden area I found in the last one I found like a comfy bed um, so there's I'm wondering if there is because when you start the game it says something to the effect of like to find out, you know, like you wake up in the, you know, in an old meteor with no idea what happened. To find out, like, what's going on, you'll have to explore. So I'm wondering if there actually is an embedded narrative in here somewhere. Or or maybe, I mean, because this, this is an early access game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's like, eventually they will add narrative to it. Yeah. But right now we're just possible. getting the, the sort of spaces for those narratives. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're helpful usually. Yeah. When you when you get that far, but uh, yeah. So I'm super curious as to where that's going. Can you actually move the things? Because I was stuck so long, like trying to move. I don't think so. I think it has to basically stay where it is. Unfortunately, some stuff you can ransack for items. Like there was a usually there's some food source that you can get. Uh, in one of them, I found like there was a locker that had a comfy sweater in it. <laughs> That's so. This is this is reminding me of um, the the other game that I've been playing recently, which I I bought the Long Dark on sale, which is like micro this, <laughs> where it's basically you're just one person wandering around like frozen, frozen, awful like geomagnetic. Uh, collapse winter hellscape and you just like you just sort of ransack buildings and and hunt wolves and deer and stuff I'm a lot better at that than I am at this probably because I'm only responsible for one person and not possibly infinite air quotes people (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah I mean there's I feel like it's, it's also got a lot in common with banished which we played on this, yeah. yeah, in the sense of like you are responsible for the lives of a colony, and you have to make sure that the um, you know the resource curve maintains in a way that you can uh, get all the things you need. Yeah, make sure that uh, make sure that nobody's tools break, because then you're just fucked. <laughs> yep. Make sure everyone's well educated. Yep. Uh, I learned in a recent playthrough of Oxygen. I learned. Um, about rooms? Did you know that rooms are a thing? No. I know that rooms are a thing. I didn't uh, make rooms because I didn't know how. Yeah. So th- there's a room overlay. 
Um, there's a bunch of overlays at the top where you can see, like, look at your, like, gas map for the for the colony, or look at your power map for the colony, or look at the temperature map, and etc., etc. And the one on the far end is the room overlay, which is look at things that are designated as rooms. And it works basically like it works in Terraria, where if you build something of a certain size and shape with a certain, like, set of furniture in it, the game reads it as a room, and then you get bonuses. Huh. So if you have a, like, a room, and it has to be, like, completely enclosed with a door, so it can't just have, like, a ladder into it. Uh, but if you have, like, an enclosed room with beds in it, then it becomes a barracks, and the, your duplicates get more stamina when they sleep, because they're sleeping in a barracks. And, like, if they eat in a mess hall, they get more stress relief. And if they, if you have a med bay, then uh, duplicates who are sick will stay in the med bay and not infect all the other duplicates. That sounds really useful. I tried useful. doing that. <laughs> I tried doing, like, a med bay. Huh. But, I, but, like, it didn't, I didn't, it didn't register as a med bay, so I was like, hmm, I must be doing something yes. wrong. So this is that's how I got started too because I was looking and there's a there's all these every time you place a med- medical bed it says like you know warning medical bay bed outside of med bay I'm like what the heck is a med bay um, so at first I wikied it um, and I'm like how was I supposed to know any of this and then I looked at the room overlay and it actually if you mouse over them it tells you exactly what the criteria are and then if you mouse over an area on the map while your room overlay is up it tells you what's wrong with that area. So, for instance, no room. Enclose this space with walls and or doors to make a room. <laughs> or, like, you know, too big. This room is, like, 96 tiles and your limit is 64 or something like that. Hmm. So, I think my med bay might have been too small. Yeah, it's, it, also the med bay needs a bunch of weird stuff. Like, it needs, uh, in addition to just the beds, it also needs to have a toilet. Uh, and it needs to have at least one mess table. Oh, I didn't have a toilet or a table. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's... Uh, that, that and is, no industrial machinery. Those are weird requirements. Yeah, so it's... Mm. I mean, because it has to be basically, like, living quarters for them, the med bay. Oh, so they have okay, to have, yeah. like, essentials there. That makes sense, then. Hmm. I had a lot of those moments in this game where I, like... How was I supposed to know that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe How I was I read supposed to know little? that oxygen rises? How was I supposed yeah. to know that carbon dioxide is heavier than oxygen and that my sleeping quarters should be high up so that they don't all suffocate? I mean, those were, were things that I sort of expected. <laughs> Intuitive from, like, from the real world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both from the real world and like, it's a game about gases. Yeah. In, in many ways, it is a game about gases. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually benefit... I, that was a little disingenuous, because uh, I did benefit from having watched Sean Plot play this on his stream. Um, and so I benefited from his knowledge of figuring out that, like, gases have different densities and rise and fall, like, related to each other. Yeah, that's good to know. I that, That's one thing that I sort of... I hope that they put a little bit more of in a future iteration is just like a little bit more tutorializing because when you open up the game it gives you some like here's some basic stuff that you need to know mm-hmm. and it's like 10% of your UI options covered and then there's all of this other stuff that's like uh, 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 yep. uh. 
So Yeah, it's very much a game about like experimenting and making terrible mistakes and doing better next time. Yeah. And trying to figure out how to like do gas filters properly and yeah. all the different And like why isn't this working? It looks perfect. What's wrong? Yep. Um I was for for uh in one of my games um that I was just like noticing like all of a sudden just polluted water everywhere like all over the place like over and over and over polluted water polluted water polluted water and I'm like where is all this polluted water coming from am am I are my duplicates stress vomiting are they just like vomiting all over my base what's going on um and then I looked super closely and I found out that a a tile like I changed the organization of one room a little bit and I had disrupted one tile of a uh of a liquid pipe, and I'd broken all the toilets. <laughs> so, oh, no. so there were no working toilets. So the duplicates were just peeing all over the base. A similar thing happened to me um, on like one of my first colonies, where right at the beginning, I like I went in and I set to build some outhouses, and then I just sort of forgot about them because I assumed they would be built. But for some reason, they didn't get built because. They were obstruct, and I still don't know what they were obstructed by. <sighs> um, so yeah, all of my duplicates were just peeing everywhere <laughs> because the toilets never got built because I just assumed they would get built. Uh, that that colony, I, I I abandoned pretty quickly and started a new one. <laughs> I, I just yeah. didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with my filth-soaked duplicates. God. I mean, I had managed to have a colony where, like, there was one person barely staying alive. Just, and like, like and that was your only only uh, person in your colony? Yeah. Nice. And what it would do, it was, like, wake up and run a bit and then, like, eat a bit and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta, like, go back to that colony and just put on Eye of the Tiger as, like, your background music <laughs> and just watch him go. <laughs> I mean, I had a big disaster and I was like, I'm not quitting this colony. That person is gonna live. <laughs> I'm sticking through. <laughs> He'll make it! You can do it, Billy just, Joe Jim Bob! <laughs> you just gotta make it until the next duplicate arrives. And, I mean, he arrived just before the other died, so it was as long oh, as possible. Oh, God. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I... I... I got to a, I've gotten to a point where I'd like try not to have more than like a dozen duplicates max in any given colony. Like usually not more than ten, because like the colony requires a lot of resources to support. You gotta. I mean, I always make too little food. Yeah, that's that's what I'm starting. I always to, like, starve. Yeah. That's what I'm starting to try and do differently. Is like just maintain a really huge farm right off the bat. Yeah. I also and then, am not good at and that. And then something changes the temperature and everything stops growing and they starve anyway. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch that temperature map. Yeah. The, uh, I, I was, like, just getting to the point where I'm like, oh, I see how I could, like, modify temperature by, like, piping, like, hot things through certain places and, and doing stuff. I didn't actually get a chance to implement it, but I was like, okay... Next time, maybe. Let's <laughs> see where that goes. Um, hmm. 
I have I got this loud sleeper here and I gotta give I gotta give her a bed that's like far away from everybody else so that I should make her sleep outside the barracks. That should be her punishment for having for being a loud sleeper. That's your punishment for being alive. <laughs> Just be like, man, I can't believe you're yourself. Go sleep outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yep. Yeah, I'll assign her. I'll assign her this cot that's like at the edge, and then uh, someone else can have her cot. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could like put put her sort of off to the side, and then use the the space that you can't use for like plant pots or something. Yeah. That's so. What I think I'm going to do is Stackies. I'm going to use that space for yeah. like uh, oxygen generation or something. Yeah. And they will never suffocate because they're right by the algae pits. Yep. Unless you run out of algae. Yeah, unless you run out of algae. Yeah, That's true. which happens a lot. Um, yeah, so the biggest things I run out of uh, tend to be tends to be water because I can get algae. There's enough algae like in the slime areas if you're willing to dig in the slime areas. Um, but then... You need a. You need a. There's also you can build a slime converter, which converts slime into algae. Um, but you gotta, you know, you gotta keep that powered, and you gotta keep them digging up slime for that. It's there's no. That's yeah. That's basically what it comes down to. The biggest thing. There's no self-sustaining uh, system you can build in this. Yeah. Everything takes something in order to work. So you can never stop expanding, or you die. <laughs> And yep. that sort of makes me sad about this game. Is I really like when stuff gets automated. Yeah, right. It it feels good to get something as self sustaining as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I maybe there'll be. I mean, and as we said, this is a game that's still in technically like in open beta. It's not finished. Um, but I wonder if that'll be like end game technology that you can get if you build like all the way out to the edges you discover, like, some tech that lets you create certain things without using up resources? I mean, I feel like they sort of make it kind of clear that they don't want that, this. Yeah, it does seem like it's against the sort of design objectives of the game, but it could also, that could be a good incentive to try and, like, explore as widely as possible. I mean, yeah. I guess you're already incentivized to do that by virtue of the fact that, you know, you, you'd need the resources, so you gotta dig somewhere. Yeah. Maybe you can farm weird animals that yeah. produce something. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe if you have, like, enough, uh, you know, little crude oil jumpers and little stink bombers and uh, little light helicopter things. Oh, I love uh, those guys. They're so cute. Put, put a bunch of ugly criers in a room. <laughs> stress and stress them out. the fuck out of them. That that did occur to me. I was like, I wonder how long I could make that strategy last, where I just make them cry their own water. Can you like bar them in so they can't go anywhere, but they're still oh, yes. alive? Have you have you ever accidentally? And then you put the floor water? so the water goes through the floor. Yeah. So I I wanted to have a uh, I had a strategy at one point where uh, I was going to make the floor of every room uh, the liquid permeable tiles so that if uh, if someone like throws up or pees in the room it actually sinks down into the floor and then have it like uh, 
you know, get siphoned out to the side into like a, a sewage pit. But what had happened was there was only a small bit of like dirty liquid and then they uh it would just sit in the floor and create stink. Yeah. <laughs> and this they, is, they I, can't mop it because they can't get to it. I guess I guess oh. if you put like a stress vomiter above uh liquid permeable floors that, that would be good uh good resource for your stink farm. Yeah, that could that could do it. Um, um or, I kinda just... wish there was slopes in this game. Yeah, right? So you could run stuff downhill. So you could be like, mm-hmm. okay, all liquid goes to here. Yeah. I I have I have solved it um to some extent. I put like at the at the edge of every room I put like a little one tile rise so that if they do like vomit in a room, it stays there and it doesn't like drip down into other rooms. Yeah, I did something similar. Yeah. At lot of, lots of places. Ugh. Um I'm <sighs> I, this is the sort of game where I'm a little bit tempted. I like exploring, so I don't know if I'm going to do this. I like, you know, figuring out these things and coming up with my own strategies. But I'm a little bit tempted to, like, just go on Twitch and watch other people play it and see, like, what strategies they have for making good colonies that survive. Yeah. I mean, it gets to a point where, like, you, you sort of exhaust your own ideas and you need to supplement your own ideas with other people's ideas. It's, yeah. it's just a creative process. That's all, that's that's all that is. <laughs> See, if I break, it's not stealing. <laughs> no, it's collaboration. Yeah, it's or... one-way collaboration. You took <laughs> or... a lot of inspiration from it. It is stealing. You're just smart about it. <laughs> it's it's a uh, well well-intentioned stealing. Yeah, well-mannered look, stealing. Look, I'm only stealing. To feed my clone children. <laughs> my imaginary clone children. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I don't know if I'll be able to oxygenate this space. It's not doing so well so far. Uh-oh. Sorry, right, we'll put a little deodorizer here, and hopefully that'll keep them from dying while they're making food. Also... In- I got I, my first few games were like full stress. Everybody was just stressed as fuck all the time. Yeah. Until I learned to manage that properly. I mean, the big thing I found about stress is don't let your duplicates die. That's not good. Yeah. Okay, if you give them a little tasteful grave. I had like four rooms of tasteful graves. <laughs> <laughs> It's like 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 the Sims level of of just death. I made like ten, ten graves just for people that were about to die. <laughs> Make your own grave before you die. Thank you. Yep. Yep. You know, lighten the load for everybody else. Hmm. And then at, at one point I had to like remove a room of graves that was. That upsets some duplicates. Does does if you if you destroy if you deconstruct a grave does it does the body reappear? No. Okay. Well, that's good. But there I think is, they get sad. Um, there is there are some glitches. I saw the one that I think you had where like 
it's a sort of zombie glitch where the duplicate suffocates to death, but then they just keep standing there. <laughs> like, they don't, their body doesn't fall, but if you look at them, it, like, they read as suffocated to death, but they just keep standing there, just, like, in their idle pose. And it's like, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> a little zombie duplicate. You said you had some like who had already died and then suffocated to death, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See that <laughs> you should be able to use that for your uh, for your stress, ugly crier stress farm, like as anti decor. Like if a corpse, <laughs> if a person dies just standing up, you should be able to move the corpse into or just or just build a stress farm uh, around around your zombie corpse. I mean, you make someone go into a room and then you suffocate that person. Yeah. And that room becomes your. Yeah, stress, stress farm. room. I think a stress a stress farm would have to be. Um, it would have to have low, um, low oxygen because they get stressed out when they have low oxygen. They get stressed out uh, decor wise from having debris around. So if you just never clear the debris you use to dig out the room in the first place. That might work. Oh, they do. Oh, that's that's not good for my farms <laughs> <laughs> or my uh, colonies, rather. Yeah, your colonies. Yeah, no, I I learned that at one point because I was like looking at the decor map and I'm like, there's like two paintings in this room. Why is there like decor so bad? So I like looked at the overlay and it's like, you know, debris minus fifteen, and I'm like, oh, I think it's like minus one for each piece of debris. Wow. So if you if you like have a lot of debris sitting around, that's that can be really bad for your stress levels. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Does anyone know what to do with like the chlorine gas? Uh yeah. So I looked this up. I was I was like, what the fuck is chlorine for? Um, and it turns out uh, it's bleach basically. Like it it removes germs from things. So if huh. you have like germy things you can uh, put you know chlorine gas in the room or you know have a have a duplicate stand in chlorine gas and it will like kill all the germs off them that's just that's that's remove good, the I chlorine guess. gas yeah I had I, I had a colony where um, off to one side there was just like huge pockets of chlorine and I was terrified to dig in that direction so I just didn't because, yeah, man, chlorine is real bad for you to breathe. Uh. <laughs> in, in the real world. I think in this yeah. one they just hold their breath in it like anything else. See, oh, see, that this is like the one instance where my where my knowledge of actual chemistry came into play. <laughs> I saw that chlorine and said, no, thank you. Yeah, also, like, chlorine is often found in pockets in the same cavern with uh, hydrogen, which would be like an explosion in the real world. Yep. Uh, so, so not. I mean, the fact that you can do uh, essentially um, like stink farming uh, implies that like realism is not super like high on the realistic physics is not super high on the list of priorities for this game. Yeah, which is confusing at times. Yeah, because the gas physics are like. That, uh, clearly a lot of detail went into them there's things about yeah. like the, the gas pressure in different areas uh, and you know equalizing pressure and things move from low pressure or from high pressure areas into low pressure areas and 
Like, it, it's pretty complete, but... It, it really sets up your expectations in other areas of the game that are maybe not not as realistic. Yeah. But it's a it's like everything else in the game. It's a matter of learning the system and sort of figuring out, like, what... You know what the the shape of these systems are, and what the intents are, and things like that. Yeah. Mm. I really want to make a farm where, like, I farm duplicates for <laughs> for, for water, stuff. for like water, and like have them run in to power up the whole thing. Oh man, they have to they have to run to power their own sad room. <laughs> That's. That's diabolical. And then they have to dig their own grave before they die. Because <laughs> they can't die from stress, right? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think it's just all of the side effects of stress. Like, you know, they get, drowning I think they get in their sick own tears. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know precisely, but... I should make some more batteries, because i got to store this power somewhere. So that things can create oxygen overnight instead of them all suffocating when they're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that, that stresses me out personally is watching the oxygen map of of my sleeping areas as <laughs> as the oxygen is just leached out of them overnight. Yep. I never had any real problems with oxygen. Really? It was always food. Always food. And sometimes, like, natural gases being taking over the whole <laughs> well, yeah. I, so I, I feel like I always ended up having food problems because I had oxygen problems. Because, like, I couldn't keep the air pressure high enough in my farm area in order to, like, produce all the farm I needed to produce. That happened. I, a lot of times I didn't use oxygen in my farms. I guess you can... There there are some plants that don't require, like, atmosphere, right? Like, I had carbon carbon dioxide. And you just pumped it into the farm area. What do you grow in carbon dioxide? Is it just mushrooms? Um... What's it called? The first one? The mealworms? The, the meal lice? I, I thought meal lice, meal lice required, uh... Oh, I guess it, it can grow in a bunch of things. It just has to have su- sufficient pressure. So you can grow it in carbon dioxide if you have a lot of carbon dioxide. So I guess if you're pumping it in that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of interesting strategies. I feel like this the fun part about this game is learning like what you can and can't do and sort of what makes sense and um, you know I don't know. The, the the discovery of the systems is, for me, the entertaining part of this game. That and, like, digging spaces out. I love games in which you can, like, arbitrarily build spaces of your own design. Uh, that's why Dungeon Keeper was w- always one of my favorite RTSs. It's because it's yeah. like, ah, yes, I can create rooms based on whatever I feel like. This layout is mine to control. See, I, feel I did like... exactly the same sized rooms everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like I should, like, these kinds of games in theory because it's like yeah you've got so much freedom but my problem is that I am just far too reactive in terms of like well this is on fire so I have to deal with that so I'll do this thing to put out the fire and then the cascading effects of 
of whatever I've just done then proved to be my undoing. <laughs> and a lot of that is like, well, I'm out of resources, so I should dig more. And then I just end up with this horrible, like, labyrinthine mess of a base. <laughs> it's fine. Just gotta build more ladders. More ladders. More ladders. Ladders are good. Yeah. I mean, then that's helpful because it, it lets your gases kind of move around. Yep. If that's what you want. <laughs> if you don't just want them piped into a single room for... Whatever. Tell us the hell to build. Yep. The I think so what I'm gonna try now is to do a to have like a central ladder shaft that could like goes past all of the rooms and to make my stink farm at the bottom of that so all the oxygen will rise up from it. Mm. That's gonna be my that's my current strategy on this build. <clears throat> And we'll see how well the... I was, like, really surprised how well the stink farm worked in the last one. We'll see if I can maintain that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that and and, and try that out for myself. To be fair, like, I, I opened... My stink farm was at the door to, like, a pocket of one of those green areas that's, like, full of slime and mm -hmm. other, like, polluted water and all sorts of things that produce stink. So it's possible that just, just the colony's own stink on its own will not be enough to fuel it, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I could see that being the case. But it seems, as far as I can tell, it is the lowest resource, um, like, uh, what's the word? Like it's the, like the, the most sustainable, I guess. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the most sustainable oxygen production. The lowest resource usage for the amount of oxygen produced. Hmm. I also end up, I usually end up with a very complicated water filtration system where I have, like, a sewage pit, um, and then I, like, pump up the water through there uh, from, like, through a, through a water filter into, like, a clean water pit. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, which usually works pretty well, except then when they do the hand pumping to get various things in the base, that's always what ends up tripping me up. Oh, yeah. Because that, that uses more water than than I can sustain. So, we'll see. Hopefully I can produce enough oxygen with stink that I won't need to use a ton of water for the oxygen. And then we'll be all good. <laughs> Do you need uh, to pump water by hand? Uh... To, well, they need to bring it to some certain locations. And they can do it with their little, like, resource guns, but I think it's less efficient that way. Um, I don't know the exact specifics. Yeah, I never... I always had trouble getting them to move water around without a pump. So... Hmm. I think they have to be able to, like, get right down to the water, like, into the water pretty much, in order to... Um, to, t to bring it up with the guns. That's probably that was probably what my issue was then, because I just like <sighs> I don't know. So sometimes dealing with your duplicates is like hurting cats. Yeah. <laughs> like there was the time where uh, I had like I had a specific like dedicated researcher. I had one of my original spawns had like really high learning, so I was like, okay, you're gonna do all my research. And like this was at the very beginning, so all I had access to. Uh, as far as power was the hamster wheel and like I just she kept going to the hamster wheel instead of the research because whoever I had assigned to the hamster wheel would just leave 
and I could never I could never get anybody else back to the hamster wheel fast enough. Like ah ah, <laughs> please yep. just do what I want you to do. Yeah, there was a lot of times where the duplicates just didn't do what I wanted them to do. Yeah, you're like, come on, guys, come on, we're working together here. Yeah. Or when one point I had like three stress vomiter vomiting over all over my base, and everyone tried to do something, and then they went to take a shower. <laughs> Good. They they did one thing, then they took a shower. Every single one of them. <laughs> well, because they were no doubt super grimy from the stress vomit all over the place. Yeah, yep. I ended up turning off the showers. <laughs> That's just going to make them more stressed out. Yeah, but they needed to clean it up. Fair. Yeah, I mean, there is a so there is a prioritization system in the game whereby you can, like, direct them towards certain tasks as higher priorities than others. Mm-hmm. And there's, like... 10 or like 9 gradations of priority so they do let you pretty finely control it but it's often unclear what a duplicate is going to do next and why exactly actually that that's a really dumb issue that I had like in my first colony was I didn't read the, the legend for the priority system because 1 is low and 9 is high yeah. I thought it was the other way around. Oh no! <laughs> so like nothing was nothing I wanted to get built was getting built, and I was like, "Why is this happening?" And then I realized it, and I felt really, really stupid. But I mean, that was like a, that was a quick fix. But man, was... I I think I can out stupid that. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's, let's when hear I it. first saw the priority systems, I didn't realize that it was fives. I was like, there's a weird symbol here, and I don't understand what this means. (laughs) Why do they all have, like, this little S shape on them? What does it mean? What are you telling me, Gabe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh. And again, like, none of this is tutorialized. You just have to click on the menus and sort of decipher them yourself, so... Yeah. And that's, that's like, that's probably the main reason why I would like a little bit of tutorialization in a future version is just, like, I see all of the menus and all of the options and I just freeze up. <laughs> and it's bad. And then, I'll, and then, I'll, then all my little doopies die. Yep. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's oxygen not included. More or less. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a learning experience. It's a stressful time, <laughs> but it's it is highly entertaining. Yeah, like it's I, very I have a lot of fun with it, and I I, I think I'm going to continue to play it. Um, it's addictive. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, I could if I just started over one more time. I bet I could do like much better this time. I've just well, let me just try it this way instead. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what what we get in updates in the future because I mean it seems like they've got a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff planned probably as well so yeah I mean they just introduced so the most recent update was automation I think where they introduced Mm -hmm. like you can have like buttons and systems that that turn things on and off automatically I didn't get into any of that shit yeah I never never, ever ever used yeah yeah 
Yep. I mean, it's... I got all these upgrades, but like, I didn't... What would I want to use that? Yeah, there were a number of things when I researched, like, I feel like half the tech tree is actually useful, and then the other half you just research because, like, nah, I might as well finish researching the rest of the tech tree. Yeah, or it's like, well, I gotta go through this to get to this thing that I really want, I guess. Yeah, yeah I did um, find out uh, last time, like, I actually got as far as being able to make the little spacesuits that you can make, but I was unable to figure out what configuration you need in order to get them to put on the spacesuits before they travel to a certain area. Good. Like, I just, they just kept being trapped in the room with the spacesuits because they couldn't go past the little checkpoint. I'm like, well, fuck. Good. So I'll probably have to do some research on that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is oxygen not included, and uh, I I recommend it for people. Although if it doesn't, if you're like a little on the fence about it, maybe wait until it's out of beta. Yeah. Uh, because it'll probably be a little less, have a little less like in the way of like frustrating holes in the system that way but it's I mean it's still pretty solid even without that I think so if it does seem like your kind of game don't let that stop you from getting it now sounds like sounds like a good endorsement like a like a practical endorsement I mean I agree <laughs> I agree with it is the point buy this game whoa this person has plus one in everything and plus six in creativity and she's just narcoleptic Dang. That's hire her. Yeah. Or or uh I actually have two her. I have two like that. This guy is uh is plus one in everything and has an iron gut. Hmm. Oh, interior decorator or iron gut? Do you already have someone who can do the decorating? I feel like you only really need one person who can do that kind of stuff. That's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll do this guy, because his decor expectation is minus 30, so he's less likely to get stressed. Yeah! Which That's one is good. an ugly crier? Uh, they're both vomiters. <laughs> Still works. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Listen, water is water. It's okay if it's polluted, because I can sieve out the polluted one into unpolluted water. Yep. Uh, but it's just a matter of I need to generate some liquids. It's all just... It's all just like a cost-benefit analysis is what this entire game is, really. Yep. Just a very, very complex actuary enter table. Entertainingly the so, though. Yeah. Alright, so do you want to talk about our next game? Yes, I can talk about our next game. Uh, our next game will be uh, Inverbus Virtus, which is a... Hang on, I got. Oh, I lost the store page. Let me get the store page back up. It's um, it's like an action adventure game, developed by a company called Indominus Games, which is good. I like that. <laughs> That's a good company name. Uh, the the big gimmick, I guess, for this game is that you play as a wizard, and you cast spells through voice commands. Which, this is either going to be really fun or real silly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got really positive reviews in general, which leads me to believe that the voice commands actually work. I feel like if they didn't work, uh, this game would just be getting torn to shreds. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. It's got that going for it. Otherwise, 
I mean, this like this game is in my Steam library. I don't remember buying it <laughs> uh, or or acquiring it. It looks. It says I bought it this year. It says I bought it like a few months ago. So I don't maybe know. Maybe got it as part of a bundle with something else. I might have, or maybe maybe I just saw it and thought that would be a good game for the podcast and bought it like on sale because it says. I mean, I'm not surprised that you owned it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, it says purchased in uh, July, so that would line up with the summer sale, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, in Verbus Vetus, it's on Steam. It's 20 bucks. That's what we're going to be playing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it feels like you're a badass or it feels like super silly to call out spells. <laughs> yeah. Like... You could either be Gandalf or you could be anyone from like Magica. Yep. <laughs> just, just exploding yourself constantly. Can you be a badass? What in 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 this? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Or like, it's calling out spells something you can. It, it you can says, like feel like a badass by doing. It says. Yeah, sure. If if it's so. like. If you like have command over a game just with your voice, I feel like that that has the potential to feel badass, so, even if it's yeah, spellcasting. The, the first the first feature in the features list is uh, cast spells in Mahaki, the language of the gods. Like that's that sounds like it could potentially that, be pretty cool. That at least intends to be taken in a badass way. Yeah. Like whether it works out is a it's it's really hard question. for me to to think of the language of the gods and not think of something real cool, so we'll see. But yeah, uh, in in verbis virtus, get it, play it, uh, scream real loud at your computer. <laughs> Hopefully, not too late at night if you have like roommates or are in an apartment building where sound carries. That might be bad. Maybe that's why I've never played this game. Uh, mm. You are, yeah, I was gonna say, you are living in a house with other people, are you not? Yes. Uh, and before, like, sound carried, not between, like, different units in my apartment building, but out into the hallway. Like, if you were out in the hallway, you could hear everything that was going on in, like, every apartment. Like, I could hear conversations through the door. Like, not even loud conversations, just normally spoken conversations. Interesting. Yeah, it was an old building, so that's probably part of it. Uh, yeah, I didn't want my neighbors to hear me yelling spells out as I put on my, <laughs> as I put on my robe and wizard hat. Uh, yeah. I know, I had, a, I had a friend in college who tried to make a game which involved... Um, uh, you had, like, a spell book that had, like, QR codes on the pages, and so you cast spells by, like, holding up the spell book and, to the camera, and it would, like, shoot fireballs out of it and stuff. That's cool. So hopefully this will be, like, equally entertaining. I had a friend who did that with his business cards. Or he, he wanted to do that with his business cards, but he ran out of time. He was, like, an environment modeler. So he wanted to, like, put a QR code and then... And then oh, it, like, then it would show a little in, environment. In AR. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. It was disappointing that he ran out of time to like get that working, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's a good idea for the future. 
Yep. I did have I did have a friend who did with her business cards. Um, she would give everybody two of them, and on the back of the business card was the instruction on how to fold the other business card into an origami frog. Oh, that's cool. I I wanted to do like lenticular cards for mine, but I don't know. They were just like too expensive. I was gonna say that that sounds like that would be expensive. Yeah, they were they were really expensive, so. I didn't, but maybe sometime in the future when I'm just rolling in stupid money. That's never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I think we've done a podcast. I think we could do plugs now. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. I am Kelso. You can find me on Twitter at Kelso Timebomb. Uh, I do art tweets at K Timebomb Art. I do this podcast, which you're listening to right now. Thank you for listening. And edits it beautifully. I try. I don't do a whole lot of editing, but, you know. <laughs> you splice do... in our theme song in the beginning. I do some, <laughs> like, yeah. I do some. That's sometimes it. you splice, occasionally you splice out technical difficulties. Yeah, occasionally. Those are pretty easy uh, to do, though. What? We never have technical issues. Well, if by technical <laughs> difficulties you mean that time I choked on water, I guess. Or there was, never there was, oh, there was no one. No one knows one. about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was one other time where I had to like I think I think I got another call coming in for some reason and I didn't know like that that fucked up my recording so I had to had to do some trickery there. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Uh someone else talk. <laughs> uh I am at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. Uh, my name is Kyla Fury. I do a set of I do a stream on Sunday mornings uh, where I stream old classic games that I did not play when they were new uh, to see how they hold up. Uh, currently, we are streaming Super Mario Sunshine, which has been a lot of fun. I'm not super great at platformers, but I actually got like a lot accomplished this time around. So you know that was that felt good. <laughs> yeah. Man, so, Sunshine is a good game, but there's a lot of really frustrating shit in it, so I wouldn't... I mean, that's all platformers, I think, so... Yeah, I think I think out of all the Mario games, there's, like, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, mm, in Sunshine. But it's still a great game, so... Yeah. So, I've been, I've been enjoying myself so far. It's been, it's, I've been entertained. Um, and hopefully the people watching the stream have been entertained as well. So, you know, follow me on Twitter to find out about my streaming schedule. Uh, and come check us out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at Scope3 on Twitter. That's let's, it. Let's, That's let's, all it. What's the uh, Twitter topic for you for the day? What should people tweet at you this time? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. We tried. <laughs> Carl is nothing if not defined by his uh, his refusal to play along with gimmicks under social pressure. <laughs> That's that's a that's a good trait to have. I would yeah. I would generate. That's why I introduced my... myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would... I refuse to play along with gimmicks under social pressure. I would generate you for my uh doomed As colony. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I wouldn't even consign you to the stress farm. <laughs> uh alright. This has been a podcast. We played Oxygen Not Included. Next time we will be playing or talking about uh, Inverbus Virtus. 
play along. In, does that mean in words truth? I think so. No, I assume well, or, or or like some fake Latin version of in words truth. Yeah, I think I think it is uh because I wanna know the percentage of like Latin names that's actually bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I um I mean, most of them probably. I actually some of my friends made a VR game called uh Quator Elementum, which literally just means four elements. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, it sounds so badass, but it's so simple. I'm like, yep, that's Latin for you. That's Latin for you. Uh. This is, that's Latin for you. This has been Feedback for us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Linguistic <laughs> podcast. Uh, we'll see you in probably two weeks. In probably two weeks. Yeah. I don't foresee any, any hiccups again. But yeah, thank you for listening. We will be back. Hopefully we won't be too hoarse next time from screaming spells into our microphones. But if we are, uh, that's why. Worth worth mentioning, we've sort of stopped bringing it up on the regular because we never get any takers on it. But if you want to guest host a podcast, like if you like this podcast or you like a game that we're playing uh, and you, you know, want to come talk about it, or if you hate it and you have a lot to say and you want to come talk about it, like, come talk about it with us. We love having guest hosts. Yeah, that's true. I always put that in the uh, forum post, but I don't think anyone reads those. So <laughs> so maybe I'll start putting it in the tweets as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll be back. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.